Welcome to the Conscious Living Show with your host, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce, and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life. While this may not be the only factor, it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well-rounded, healthy, happy, sexy life. Now, here is Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark. Well, good morning. You're listening to the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and uh, I am going to be in the hot seat today. Mark decided he was going to put me in the hot seat and do the interviewing, and uh, so we'll see how that goes. So I think this is where we put in our (laughs) disclaimer. Okay, what is the disclaimer? Because this is totally spontaneous, and it does include sexual content. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So if you're not an adult, you should turn off your... Facebook and radio right away. Okay, there we go. Because you might be hearing things that you're not grown up enough to hear. Well, and we sometimes we wonder who who is an adult. <laughs> what what constitutes being an adult? Well, I think anything that starts a good conversation is worthwhile, but it's always good to give a disclaimer. Okay. All right. That's for sure. Yeah. So we did this one other time when I Nancy was doing her original conscious living show and I enjoyed it so much it was a lot of fun cuz she gets nervous she has no clue what I'm going to ask and no one knows Nancy better than I do um We've known each other for over 35 years I lose count which is bad I could be. I was 5 Yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um and we've been through I had a lot of pathways. Nancy is my moving target. She started off as a diabetes nurse educator yes. uh, when we first met, and we ran a diabetes education program, and she developed a lot of insights into human nature and the ability for people to make changes. Mm-hmm. Then she went on and started a yoga studio, the beginning of the moving target concept. and. <laughs> What is it, if you had to say there was one thing that yoga has taught you, what, what's the take-home message from yoga? And I know that's a tough question to ask. Yeah, I mean, it, yoga has taught me to, um, to pause and uh, reflect inwardly. Um, I mean, I'm still reactive because I obviously I'm a human and I still have a lot of triggers, but even after I'm triggered, I, I use my yoga to go back in and dissect what's going on inside of me instead of always looking to blame others. Excellent. Okay. Well, when Nancy triggers, I use my karate for self-defense. <laughs> it's not a good thing. <laughs> well, oh, she's I very, know I'm human. She's very passionate about the issues that are occurring right now, and you, you really are a feminist, uh, and you've and you've moved into that role, and I think quite successfully, and and it's necessary. It's 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 required for us to have these balances. Now, yeah. you went on to to decide to get some additional training in sexology, and you went to school in San Francisco. Right. Uh, where did you go to school? At the Institute for Advanced Study of Human Sexuality. Now that school was run by a gentleman named Ted, Dr. Ted. Mm-hmm. Give give the audience a little bit of a sneak peek of what Dr. Ted is like. Oh my goodness! Uh, talk about a maverick in uh, changing the culture. Uh, he was he actually started off as a Methodist minister and was commissioned to go out into the uh, Tenderloin District in San Francisco and cure homosexuality. 
And uh, when he went out and started talking to people, he realized he knew nothing about sexuality. And so he came back to the church and he said, you know, before I go out and do that, maybe I should learn something about human sexuality. And so he actually went to medical school. He, uh, he learned all about uh, what makes people tick. He connected up with uh, um, uh, Dr. Pomeroy, uh, Wardell Pomeroy, and they started actually Glide uh, Foundation in San Francisco, which then moved into the Institute. So there's a, there's a rich history there, and Very it's going to be on a documentary that one of your friends yes. is making. Yes, Robert James is the director, and he's uh, created this documentary called The Night, the Night Minister, and it hopefully will be coming out soon. And you might see little bits of me in there. I think I think it would be good if people were start to be curious about that and start to inquire. We need yes. a little bit of a buzz on the internet yes. about the night minister. So it's an that, incredible history. So that this yeah. can be. This was a private uh, effort uh, on the basis of Robert, and it uh, and he needs to find a home for it so right. that it can be shown on Facebook or in. HBO or one right. of those things. Right. Yeah. Right. So let's find him a home because that's very important. Now, at this school, uh, you learned a few things about sex. I did. I learned a lot about sex. You learned a lot about sex. I didn't think that was possible, but uh, <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> so, one of the things that I think made an impact on you was a concept called desensitization. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How did how did school desensitize you? You know, I actually prefer to look at it as more of a restructuring, because um, to me, desensitization means that you're you're going numb or you're blocking out um, maybe some of the good stuff. So, because I like to be sensitive, I mean, I like I like to be you know in my in my senses. So it's a restructuring of the mindset around human sexuality and. It's really about looking at your own bias and your own judgment and deconstructing that to understand where that comes from. And once we understand where our bias originates, it's like it, it sometimes it just magically disappears because we realize that it really isn't valid. It's not based on anything real and perhaps it's harmful. Maybe some fear. Well, fear is definitely a, a big, but we go, well, where did that fear come from? So we really did dissect it way back to, you know, that these are a lot of these things that we have, these biases and judgments were taught to us as children. They're taught to us as in culture. And when we become an adult and we have our own thinking mind, we if we pause, we go, hmm, Maybe that isn't what I how I want to think and feel anymore. That isn't working for me. I think that takes you back to your yoga again, where you like to Ugh. emotionally clear the slate as an adult and decrease all of the external influences and see how you can reconstruct your belief system, right. who you are, and what's going on. Right. And you've done that pretty yeah. successfully. And I'm do it's a it's a work in progress. You know, I think you because you're always coming up against something that you have that you're triggered by. You know, right now I've got some hot topics that are triggering me. Oh boy. So, so I, I'm going to learn a lot. I know I'm going to grow, but growing always has a little bit of discomfort to it because we've got to move through those scars and, and get, get, get to the, get to the root of it. When I think about your school, I really think that 
when Ted put it together, he really just started the conversation. He really he, did. He, he, he was saying this is such a difficult topic to talk about or even to bring up in a group setting that it's, it's time to break that ice and to get more comfortable talking about sex. Yeah. And here we are on a radio show and Facebook Live talking about sex. So, it's, Ted, it's awesome. I hope you're listening. And <laughs> your girl is doing exactly what she, you imagined she would be doing. <laughs> Ted had a lot of faith in Nancy. Um, and uh, if you watch the documentary, you'll see her included in that because of that faith. So the conversation is really important. Yes. So these things get serious so quickly. So sometimes it's good to be a little bit lighthearted Uh-oh. about things. So, so um, Nancy um, likes her car. I do. Yeah. What kind of car do you drive, dear? I drive a little Audi. Yeah, it's an Audi S4. It's uh, it's a very nice car. It's a great ride. It. So I wanted you to just kind of do the analogy. If a man is your car. If a man is your car? Yeah. So uh, how does a woman feel about her car? (laughs) So now, what's what's it like when you're waxing your car? (laughs) What's that mean to you if you're waxing your car? Uh, means you're shining her up. You're shining up the car, okay. Um, should you put your car under a cover? Yeah, I think you should definitely cover your car. To, it's protective. What, what's that bring to mind if you think about Condoms. Co- condoms, there you go. You got that one right. Condoms, um, condoms, condoms. Now, you know, every now and then your car needs an oil change. Yeah. How do you change the oil in a car? I have no idea. You have no idea? How do you change the oil in a man? <laughs> well, you have, to, you have to take the old oil out, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you can put new oil in. So, so the oil, it's spontaneous oil, right? <laughs> You're terrible. Why? Why? Now, okay. you know... That, that dreaded low tire pressure. Got to pump up your tires. Got to pump up your tires. What happens when you have a blowout? <laughs> I guess you have to get a new tire. You have to get a new tire. That's pretty difficult. Sometimes you have to get a whole new set. <laughs> or you have to use a spare. <laughs> Uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Heard that first here. Spare tires. Spare so. tires. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Got to be careful when you run out of gas. This is true. <laughs> you have to find a refueling station. <laughs> How do you refuel your car? Uh, well, you have to you have to uh, put uh, find it find find where. Where exactly you put the fuel, and usually you have to feed it. <laughs> you know, cars need tune-ups. They need a lot of TLC. They so do. The girls should remember that. They need if exercise. You're, if you're trying to figure out what to do with your man, just think of a car, and take good care of your car. Okay, girls, <laughs> just think of your car. Um, you know what? I know a lot of girls that trash their cars. Uh, <laughs> 
they just leave them a mess. They don't care about them. They don't maintain them. <laughs> they let the tires run run low. They let the tire. Yeah, it's like ladies. I think they're probably they probably do better with their well, men than the, they the do their cars. Me, the one that got me this time is the spare tire. The spare tire. <laughs> I knew that. One. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, yeah, I didn't know if you're going to call AAA and have it towed into the shop, but uh, <laughs> you've got a spare tire, so what the heck? Well, sometimes you do have to have them towed off. <laughs> Put them in the junkyard. <laughs> Put them in the junkyard. Junk, <laughs> you have to junk them. Junk them. I think I've junked a couple. <laughs> <laughs> and get a new car. Yeah, All brand right. new, shiny. Well, I hope that wasn't too silly, but I wanted <laughs> no, to have a good. few little little lighthearted topics uh, before we continue on because it gets awful serious around here um, <laughs> from time to time. Um, oh yeah. So I guess we're almost done with this segment, dear. We are. Yes, it goes fast. So yeah. when we come back, we're going to talk about some more sexology, and we're going to start off talking about new relationships. Okay. So I want you to think about new relationships I'll and, do and that. how that would affect. Okay. Um, and um, what else are we going to talk about? Today? Well, we've got some other things. We're going to talk about uh, your beer goggles. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we're going to talk about seduction, mm. invitations, and consent. <gasps> My favorite topics. So we're gonna we're gonna dive in, and we'll come back to the car analogies as well after the break. Okay. All right. So stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. This is the Conscious Living Sexuality, and I am in the hot seat today. I'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. and Mark and I are here today, only uh, instead of me being in charge of the show, I have surrendered the power to him. <laughs> so 
Here you I can, go. I can already see the emails coming in with gentlemen offering to be a spare tire. <laughs> it's an interview process. It's an interview process. Um, as you went through your sexu- sexology school, you developed a lot of concepts, which are which I are important. Uh, oh, you're showing your feet. Um, <laughs> that are important for uh, your teaching and. You deal with a lot of people who are starting new relationships. Mm-hmm. So what is some of the advice you can give people when they're starting a new relationship? Well, I mean, I think the first thing is to be patient. Uh, you know, a lot of times when people come out of long-term relationships and then they get into another, a new relationship, it's almost like they're trying to plug that new person into the old hole. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's but it's like you you want you want that person to kind of pick up where the other one left off, in terms of your comfort level and all the work you did in that old relationship, and every new relationship is a is a brand new dynamic, and you have to really take time to to get to know each other and to see each other through. All the all the different life changes before you can even assess if this may be a match for you. I mean, there sometimes you know right off the bat that no, this isn't going to work. But I but I've seen a lot of people toss out really great people for the silliest little things. So you have to be careful on both sides of the equation. Mm-hmm. One is to look for deal breakers, and the other is to to not not be too get the microscope out and, and uh, make a rash decision. I think it's important to look at your list. You know, we all have uh, we all have kind of a list of qualities or things that we're looking for in a partnership. And and it's have write out your list of what you think is valuable and then go over it with a friend and and really assess what what, what are these values because a lot of times they're very superficial. Have you done that before? No, I've been with you for my whole life. Oh, that was a trick question. You got, she got that one right. So it's like, why would I do that? Oh, you're too you're too sharp for me today. Um, so when someone says he's almost perfect, but there's a few things that need to change, what does that mean? That means he's not perfect for you. <laughs> and that you have to um, again. You want to have your your list of priorities because if if you know if somebody meets uh, your top five of like qualities, like he's you know the person has integrity. They're they they value the same things you value in terms of health or family or how to handle finances. And you and you have a match, sex drive, whatever whatever your priority list is and they, they meet most of those, then if they have a few quirky things, then you have to just see those as unique quirks, and you don't have the right to ask them to change those. You don't have the right to ask anybody to change anything, first of all. You can, you can express how what they do maybe affects you, if it affects you personally, but if somebody leaves their socks on the floor, you know, I've had people say, oh, he just leaves his socks on the floor. Why can't he pick his socks up? I go, because it's not important to him. It's not important to him. It's, it's not about you. So if his socks on the floor bother you that much, pick up the damn socks and forget about it. Move on. Don't make that the issue. 
But if it's in the top five, that could be a deal breaker then. That could be, yeah. I mean, if, if it's, if it's you know, if it's like a, a major quality issue, like somebody just can't tell the truth to save their life, maybe that would bother you. In, in general, how long does it take to know that this is a, a strong relationship? Two when, years. When are you confident? <laughs> two years. <laughs> I have a two-year rule. And... Uh, and let, let me tell you, I have a lot of people that argue with me about that, and I've had a lot of debates with people on that. But those people that debate me and argue with me, they are living examples of it. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, I mean, it really does take that long. I think you have to go through what I say, two sets of season changes in order to really know somebody. And that means in that two years, it's almost like an interview. If you look at it as a job, and, and so you have this interview process, and so you're, you're learning about this person. So you want to you wanna go on, you want to travel with them. If you're sick or they're sick, you want to be around them, see how they handle it. You want to see how they deal with family stresses, how they deal with life stresses, how they deal with your stresses. I mean, because you, you have to see a person under duress a little bit to see who they really are. And, and can you handle that? How, how would this apply to uh, an established couple that's thinking about a polyamory relationship with the third person? I mean, it's the same thing. It's You have to take the time to get to know them and to see how they interface with the both of you. Because in a, in a polyamory situation, it is about everybody's, everybody's relationship. So if you and I brought somebody else into our marriage, it would be my, my relationship with them, your relationship with them, their relationship with us as a couple, our relationship in that dynamic. So it's a, there's a lot, of, a lot of different pieces that have to be looked at, and you, you need to be able to take time. You, you know, in the first three months of a relationship, everybody's perfect. Well, that was one of your <laughs> one of your favorite shows that you watched yeah. uh, years ago. Uh, uh, what was the name of that uh, movie? Uh, Beer goggles. Yeah, was that the name of the movie? Beer goggles. No, oh, no, I think it was Beer Fest. Beer yeah, Fest. and they and they had the beer goggles uh, scene so that just cracks me up to this explain day. Explain to the audience what beer goggles are. Well, I call this, I call them hormonal beer goggles. So in those in those first months of a, of a new relationship, your your brain is just bathed in yummy hormones, um, oxytocin and and uh, all the all the all the hormones that make us feel alive and vibrant and attracted and and it it also puts our best glow on. And that's not the time to make a decision. I can't tell you the number of girlfriends I have. In the first three months of their relationship, they're telling me, this guy's perfect. We're going to get married. Oh, my God. He's These are grown-ass women saying this stuff. And I go, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. And then at six months, they're going, yeah, well, you know, he kind of does these things. And then at eight months, they're thinking, what was I thinking? <laughs> So it it takes time to get to know somebody. I don't I don't say don't enjoy that honeymoon phase. Don't enjoy those first few months of bliss and perfection because you only get those once. 
just don't make any life-changing decisions in those months. Don't get pregnant. Don't buy a house. Don't move in together. Don't don't uproot root your life. And uh, and don't get a dog. Huh? And don't get a dog. No. <laughs> so so yeah, it's um. It, there's just a lot to, so be, to be learned about that, somebody. So there's people that like that uh, beer gargle face so much that they're just serial beer gargle people. Serial, yes. I, we call them serial monogamers. <laughs> you know, where, where people just go from relationship to relationship because after three months, they're... Um, they're over it, so then they get another one because they, they they believe that that's what a relationship is is that perfect three months, and if once it starts to uh, get healthy, <laughs> which means real, they're, they they don't know how to handle that because their expectations are unrealistic. They're expecting that it's supposed to stay like that high of the first three months. And it doesn't, but that's not love. That's lust, and that's that's hormonal. That's hormonal effect on our brains. During during that phase, um, the word seduction. Mm-hmm. What, um, during that phase, is it just seductive, or are people being seductive, or what? What? How does seduction fit into an early relationship? Well, I th- I think um, if you watch like peacocks. You know, or birds, when they're trying to seduce a partner, they they fluff their feathers, they have a different sound in their voice, they, they're trying to attract a mate. And so in that first three months, everybody's kind of fluffing their feathers and uh, doing their best to attract their partner. The downside of that is that if I'm not just using my realness to attract if I'm trying to manipulate you by trying to seduce you, which means I'm trying to figure out what it is you want, and I'll try to be that to catch you. That's manipulative, manipulation, seduction. That's not attraction. So we have to remember that what a person is drawn to, we want that to be who we really are, Otherwise, we've misled them, and after that three-month period, they're gonna st- we're gonna start to reveal our truth, and they're gonna feel like you've really changed. No, I'm just showing you who I really am now. So that's back, that's back pretty to common. the two-year concept. It's hard to maintain that seductive posture for over two years. Right. You can't do that for two years. Can't do it for two years. Most people can't do it for six months. So that's why a lot of relationships will end at six months. But six to 18 months is the breakup time. And um, if, you, if you get past the second date, and then it's usually six to 18 months. And then after 18 months, it, unless you're, unless you're um, in panic mode and you feel like you're having to, uh, you're having to settle. And I've, I've seen a lot of people with that, especially with that biologic clock ticking. You know, they go, well, this is this may be as good as I can get. And then they settle, they get married, they have a kid. And then five years later, they're going, what the hell did I do? Yeah. So that's my theory. I have a whole article I've written about hormonal beer goggles. And I'll talk to people. I, I should do a whole class on that. 
I, I think it's important because that first phase of, of uh, what is lust and love is, is confusing. You're getting to know a person. It's an exploration that's on high energy. Yeah. And, uh, and that those hormones are, they feel good. You know, that's a high. So it's hard to it's hard to get past them. All right, another segment up. So we're halfway through the show. Sam James popped in. Hey, Sam. So we we're gonna be um, coming back for the second half of the show. Stay tuned. Nancy we'll make and Nazi. A little bit spicier. Oh, we're spicing it up. All right, we'll be back right after the break. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. And you can find the show after the fact on the, the Sexy Lifestyle Network and uh, and f- figure out what we're doing there <clears throat> with all the other really sexy shows that are on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Now, I know that... Um in your world <clears throat> and in the changing world, mm-hmm. consent has become a major, a major issue here. <clears throat> I think that the word that we, we just talked about seduction because yeah. I think <clears throat> seduction is a way to work your way around consent a little bit. How important is a formal, the formal consent process in a new relationship? Uh, I think it's critically important. And, you know, then this is where it gets confusing because seduction, it can also be um, viewed as coercion. You know, if you're trying to get a person to give you a yes, just the, just the fact that you're saying that I'm trying to get somebody to do something says that you're possibly in a manipulative mindset. You're trying to change somebody's mind. Whereas if you're just being yourself and you're being and and you're and there's a there's an attraction, then you can work on that mutual attraction. But it needs to be mutual. 
And that's where consent is so critical and, and using your words as much as your body language to give a enthusiastic consent. Or maybe more words, maybe more than your body language. Oh, uh, well, I would say words need to, words need to back up your body language and your words need to match. That I think that's important because I've, you know, one of the one of the biggest complaints we get is that people um, misunderstood uh, uh, language, body language. So, they, so they, if you're being misunderstood and you are not giving consent, how do you say that? You say no, stop, don't <laughs> say it. <laughs> I mean, I think I think we we have we can't little girls have been taught so long to be polite and to say no in every other way other than using that word. You know, I mean, I can't tell you how often in our lives we've had to fend people off by saying, oh, not right now, or maybe another time, you know, oh, that's lovely, but uh, I, I got this to do. Or I mean, we make an excuse, which can be misunderstood as a maybe. Instead of just saying, no thanks, I'm not interested. So with the consent process, just scratch the word maybe off the list. Right. Well, unless you mean that. I mean, if, if you mean, if you do mean, um, I'd like to do, you know, I'd like to make out with you right now, but that's all I want to do right now. So even if we seem hot, I do, I, we're not having sex today. So if you want to make out with me and you want to be in my space and you're comfortable with that being my boundary, then let's let's go for it. Where's the maybe word there? Well, does, I'm not saying I never want to have sex with you. Oh. Yeah. Because I think people, guys would be like, oh, well, so. She's just checking me out, see if I can kiss all right. Yeah. Got to know if you can kiss. But I think that, you know, we, we just need to be clear about what we want when we want it and what our boundaries are. And then if I say, and, the, and then if, I, if I'm not drinking, if I'm not under the influence and we're kissing and I say, I've changed my mind. Now I want to have sex. That's on, that's, that's on me. I can, I can say that. But you don't get to try to make me say that. You can just be a great kisser. That'd be awesome. Okay. That might work. It's been known to. So so shut up and just kiss. (laughs) Just shut up and just kiss. Quit trying to push us. I think that's the thing is when when, uh, anytime you feel like you're being pushed to do something that you're not ready to do right then or isn't isn't in your wheelhouse right that moment, that feel you you're going to resist. Doesn't matter how much you might want it later, but you're going to resist because you don't. Nobody wants to be pushed or or coerced. Uh, it's tough being out there as a guy. It's, it's tough, tough. It's tough being single. I mean, you you got it made. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I I know lots of people out there that believe that that's true. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I guess I know how to kiss pretty well. Yeah, you're a great kisser. All right. So so instead of seduction, what you prefer are invitations. Yeah, invitations and, are great. And a lot of times invitations, I mean, you've got to have that initial attraction. Yes. And, yes. And then comes Mutual. the proverbial line. 
What's the proverbial line? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, babe. Oh, the line. Oh, God. I hate those. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I can't think of a one like right now, but it's like. Nothing's worked. You know, no, because you know, we line. pick up we pick up on those lines. I mean, I I mean, there have been some lines that have been pretty damn clever, and you go, "Wow, I got to hand it to you. That was at least clever," and it might get you a conversation, but you're not going to get you know what a, you're doing right now. No, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I hate that. Hey, <laughs> just just an FYI, if you hey me, I'm not answering you. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> I know you or not. Don't hate me. <laughs> well, that's true. On social media, it's all about the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, because if you're, if you think you have to come up with a line to get somebody to do something, you're a manipulator. You're not just being authentic. Stop manipulating people. Stop thinking that you have to try to get somebody to do something you want them to do. But you have Put to out break, an invitation. You have to break the ice. Well, then just have a conversation. But I think people are losing their ability to have actual conversation with people because of the social media and the texting. We've forgotten how to pick up the phone and just talk to somebody, to hear their voice, hear their intonations, hear their laugh. Enjoy a conversation with somebody. You like cat calls, right? No, <laughs> never. How about when people don't stare you in the eyes? Stare me in the eyes? Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> if you're staring me in the eyes, that's a little creepy. Yeah. Oh, here's a good line. If, if I told you you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that one. That, one that might work. <laughs> that made you pause. Yeah. Yeah, we should no, challenge I, people to. Yeah, to come up with some, your best line. Come on, guys. Yeah, we give should us, have a. Give us your lines. This we should is your have chance a right now. Best line contest. That would be fun. I mean, I'm sure there's some good ones, but you know, you'll you you never go wrong by just saying you seem like an interesting person. Uh, you know, what's what what's important to you? You know what, what? What? What's on your mind today? As to a stranger, you could say that to a stranger. Sure. Wow. You seem you seem interesting. You know. I mean, tell me something about tell me something about you that you know that uh, that you that you tell me tell me what your best quality is. So you shouldn't go up there and just tell them what your best quality is. No. Hi. Yeah. The 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 um. We could, I, I could probably write a book from all the stories I've heard from people about bad dates. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's, you want to be authentic. You don't want to try to be manipulating people. And just be yourself and see who, who the real you will attract because that's going to attract somebody that will be right for you. If you try to pretend to be somebody else, you're not going to attract somebody that you're going to be interested in very long. But there has to be a something that breaks the ice between two people one person has to approach one person has to wait yeah well find something that you're commonly interested in or doing or you know i mean i think the the bar the bar concept or just you know just um trying to have a conversation with somebody that you you have nothing in common with i was i'm always suspicious what do you want 
And usually it's just sex. Yeah, and most people aren't interested in that. You know, if they are, they'll 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 let you know. I just want sex with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kisha popped in. <laughs> Bad dates. You, we could, we should write a book, Kisha. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, bad dates. Well, I could help her write the book. Oh, okay. Just check it. Got me by surprise there. Well, I've I've had a few bad dates in my life. That's true. Mm-hmm. You've had, I've had to have substitutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't always accompany you to all your special events right. and things. So. Right. You prefer not to go alone. I do. Walk in the yeah. streets of New York by yourself. I I could I don't mind that. I've walked. I've traveled to China by myself. I can. That's true. I can travel to New York City by myself. And great, I, yeah. Great dinner, great dinners, <laughs> and and all kinds of things with it. Uh, so there's a lot going on right now, and we're getting toward the end of this segment. But I want to kind of segue into the next because we only have 15 minutes left. Okay. So there's a famous saying, Houston. We've got a problem. We've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Houston. Houston. <laughs> so I guess as we get back, we're going to talk about the Me Too movement. Okay. And when I think about Me Too, I think Houston, we've got a problem. Houston, we've got a problem. And it's a little problem. It's a big problem. It's a big problem. It's a big problem. The Me Too movement's had a big effect on you. Huge. Huge. And Life-changing. And we can thank our president for fueling the fire. Mm-hmm. We sure can. Yeah, we'll credit him with that. All right. So when we get back, we're going to kind of segue into the Me Too movement and talk about some some of the passionate uh, topics that Nancy deals with on a day-to-day basis. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to take a little break. We come back. More Conscious Living Hot Seat. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communications specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. You 
You're listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. and I'm in the hot seat today. This is our final segment for the show. So if you have any... Um, Comments or questions, you can send them to my email, drnancy at drnsp.com. So when we finished the last segment, we said, Houston, we've got a problem. Yes. And one after another, uh, the rich and famous have been going up in flames with revelations of their behavior. Yes. 210 of them have gone down with the ship. Yeah. And and this has been based on accusations. Uh, um what what does the Me Too movement mean to you, dear? I think it means that women, find, women and men and children, anybody who's been um, subjected to the the power, being overpowered by a person that has power over you, perceived power over you, taking advantage of you, and making you feel less than and disempowered either sexually or physically or threatening you if you don't do this that you're going to get fired um, with inappropriate behavior and making people feel like they don't have a voice because they're going to lose their job so many women um, have been uh, harassed on their job and their jobs and it's been known you know we've talked about the director's couch forever as if that's okay and I think at this point in time, it's uh, no longer okay. You know? Yeah, and I think um, I'm going to jump in here and say, you know, the one of the things that will get you in trouble and place you in immediate danger with Nancy is to try to explain away the Me Too movement. Don't mansplain. Don't mansplain. Mm-mm. Yes, that, that can be hazardous to your, to your health mm-hmm. and your, um, your testicles. Yes. <laughs> Yes, because, you know, men, you've not lived as women. Unless you have, you can't know how we're treated. You know, because when when you and I are together, if we're walking down the street, people are going to treat me very differently than if I'm walking alone. So you will never see that mistreatment. Because... The other men won't behave that way in front of you. Why? Because men are as afraid of other men as women are as are afraid of men. Because who's who's abusing the children, the women, other men? It's ninety nine percent men. So, so I think when I when I said I was going to jump in here, there's no need to <laughs> try to explain away each episode. When we say, Houston, we've got a problem, yeah. it came out on such a massive scale, we have to acknowledge its existence. Right. Whether it whether it's occurring that on that specific case is not what's relevant. What's relevant is that it's been occurring and it needs to stop. We have a, a comment here about somebody being groped at work and when they told their boss, nothing happened. So... You know, is um, was that recent? Is that has that been since the Me Too movement, or is that before? Because we're because we are interested to see how this has affected people's reporting. 
Right, right. We're hoping right. that we're hoping that 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 all people who are misbehaving are are starting to reassess their their behaviors and will stop. So the, the 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 question was, did you quit or call human resources? And <laughs> and she responded, No, I punched him. <laughs> well, that's that's one way. Yes. Did, there's a great video that's gone viral of a gal working in a bar and she's got little short shorts on. How dare she? And she's cleaning up tables and her back is to the aisle and a young man's walking by and he just reaches down and brushes her bottom as he walks by and thinking he's going to get away with it. And she turned around, grabbed him by the scruff of the neck, threw him to the floor, just beat the crap out of him. <laughs> that was great. Now, so I'm all for that. Everyone should know that Nancy is not violent by nature. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she will But watch, I will defend myself. She will watch the MMA fights with me every now and then. So, I've, uh, I've learned some moves. <laughs> No, you. Ha- I think women, anybody that feels like they're disenfranchised on any level in this world, you better know how to defend yourself. That, to me, that's a self-preservation. I'll be damned if I'm going to be a victim again. That won't happen. Right. I, I, I will go I down think, fighting. And I, I think the potential for public embarrassment is one of the big ways that this change is going to stop the behavior. Uh, not to not only to mention that they could be putting their job at risk. I guess not in all cases, but uh, if they don't know that, it might be preventive, and that's what we're hoping for. Right. So look at Nancy's face when she said that, and think about that before you misbehave, because <laughs> they might be one of her clients. Kisha just said, but she can knock a man to to his butt. <laughs> When he keeps bothering her friends. <laughs> yes, that, that, has, that has happened. Yes, so. I can. I will defend. <laughs> I'll defend my friends, too. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. And, and I think uh, on that side of it, uh, Nancy's expressed that she, she's depending on men to defend her as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah, men, you got to step up because... We're, we're trying really hard to defend ourselves. You can see all the women coming forward with Me Too movement and putting it out there. And it's a big risk to, you know, it's w- women aren't going to just make that crap up because we take a lot of heat when we come out, we come public with this stuff. So we need your backup. We need you. If, if you're not one of those men doing that, when you start defending men, we think you're hiding something. We think that you're feeling guilty and that you're, you don't want this world to change. So if that's not your premise, you really feel badly for anybody being mistreated, then acknowledge and then call your guys out. You know, men need to, men need to hold other men accountable. If you see a man treating somebody bad or talking about women that's that's objectifying and dehumanizing, shut him down. It's okay to verbally just go, mm-mm, not going to happen around me. And I think the more men that raise the bar, other men will step up. The whole, the whole reason that it's happened is because men have been equally as complicit by just turning a blind eye. Boys will be boys. Nope. 
Now it's not flying anymore. I love the fact that um, the original article in the magazine was written by a man. Yes. I think that that was... uh, uh, Huge. Gives us some hope yeah. uh, in this case. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, we've kind of worked our way into these more serious topics. We have about three or four or five minutes left. Um, right now around our country, Roe versus Wade and abortion is being discussed. We went and watched the movie Unplanned. Yeah, mm, and, disturbing. Uh, and um, you're you're real concerned about Roe versus Wade at this point in time. I, I am very concerned, yeah. Yeah. It's it's emotional for you, and uh, it it is part of the the assault that seems that seems to be occurring uh, uh, for against women. Is it, how you feel it? Yeah, it is an assault against women. It is. Yeah, I mean when when you hear that a state is trying to pass a law that if a woman, no matter if she's twelve and is raped and it needs an abortion because she's 12 and she's going through a pregnancy would probably kill her, that she would be um, prosecuted and given uh, the death penalty. You have to pause and go, what is going on here? Who's making this crap up? Who's deciding that women should be punished for taking care of themselves and protecting themselves. I think that the data, you know, that we all need to go back to is that that when you outlaw abortions, you don't stop abortions. You just place the the mother, the the, mm-hmm. the person at higher risk right. for complications. The, 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 the termination of the pregnancy has been decided. It's going to happen. It's just going to happen in a... In, not ideal, alley, yeah. not ideal situation, and the, that's the what real, was happening before. The real solution to this is to, for everyone to work on the concept of unplanned or uh, pregnancy, preventing unwanted pregnancies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there, and I think we have to use the word unwanted because there are a lot of unplanned pregnancies that once you find out you're pregnant, you go. Oh, okay. That's that's okay. You know, yeah, we we can handle this, but it's the unwanted pregnancies that that are going to um, really derail a person's life, and it's it is the right of that girl, that woman, so, to decide. So, if you're out there and you feel the need to rebuttal Nancy's argument about Roe versus Wade and abortion, then please speak to the need for better birth control. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know that that the real goal should be for both sides of the aisle here to be working on better birth control and there seems to be a a lack of effort and interest in in that regard in people who are opposing the the right to have an abortion right well and ironically our abortions are at an all-time low right they've been decreasing they've been decreasing so we're making this about something that we're that we're working on um, but that has to come through uh, re- uh, condom use consistent condom use and uh, better birth control uh, options for girls and so if, if the ha- abstinence isn't going to work well we've always known that if you use two different methods to prevent an unwanted pregnancy you've got better odds so Absolutely. men your obligation is to use condoms that is your form of birth control and or vasectomy you're not using that, um, you're not being responsible. Yeah, and, and you have no say about what we do if you 
irresponsibly ejaculate. <laughs> I had to get that in there. Got your, got your word in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we've well, had a, thanks. A, passionate, a passionate show today. I, um, I was hoping it could be a little more lighthearted. I think after the show, I'm going to go out and uh, symbolically remove the spare tire from your audience. <laughs> Okay. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, and we will be back next week for another show. This is the Conscious Living Sexuality Show. Remember, love, love more, laugh, laugh harder, and kiss longer. All right. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product, for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget, Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thank you for joining us this week for the Conscious Living Show. Be sure to join Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, and their guests next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Have a healthy, sexy week in every way. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then 
toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.